1: One, we're live without Max. Okay. There he is. There's Richie in the house. Oh there, Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah well, uh, welcome. Uh, welcome to West Point, Mississippi, home of Mossy Oak Brand Camo, the Gamekeeper Studio, Hercules, all the good things that we love Always so much. Always bringing
0: up Hercules. Yeah, he gets a little love. He does. West really Point cool.
1: is a cool town. It's it got, really got a lot is. going for it, that's for sure. And we've got a great guest today. We're going to, a little bit later, give us uh, a few more minutes, we'll get to George Brown. We're going to talk about squirrels. And George is a uh, character around here.
0: He's a professional squirrel hunter. <laughs> Told Not me he kills serious. 400 a year. That's pretty impressive. Ish. Ish.
1: <laughs> yeah. We got Toxie sitting in over here. He's, uh, he's a, He loves to squirrel hunt, too. Uh, Yes, uh, as much as anybody. So this is going to be a lot of fun because I think y'all have two different styles of squirrel hunting. I think you're modern with a bunch of uh, attachments hanging from you everywhere. And I think he's old school. So, but we'll get into that a little bit later. I I, I kind of look around the room. Mac is gone. Is uh,
2: yeah, I I'm not sure had, where Mac is. I think he's having a physical. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's In good. At that age, he's you know, got to it, gotta be
0: proactive. He's about not that. having that kind of physical. No, either. he's not. The, he's not as old as you, Dustin. Oh, okay. You had a physical yesterday. Yeah. How'd that go? Went great. Did you, did you do that physical?
2: No. <laughs> but he he wants me to get on the keto diet. So. Oh okay. Anyway. Hmm. We'll see how that goes. I'm going to wait till after Christmas for that. How's yeah. the Christmas album going? Well, it's going pretty good. Um, are you on, we're, we're talk, all, are you
3: on we're, my iTunes? <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> He's but, trending. But uh, we are taking pre-orders now, <laughs> and uh, I'm already
0: working on the album for next Christmas. I've been so. gathering a list of songs I would like to see on the, on the next album. Okay. But,
3: well. <laughs> you going to do any collaborative stuff like Mariah Carey or, you know? Jerry well, LeVos. I Gary was, in,
2: <laughs> we should reach I was yeah. in contact with Mariah's manager, but they <laughs> did not return my email. They didn't know so. who Dudley
0: was. Yeah. No. You need put the hey guys on them.
2: No. I'm <laughs> hoping for somebody more like Billy Strings or Luke Combs or something. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. Hey, shoot for the stars. Well, when I look at the other side of
1: the room, we've got our intern running the board, and John it makes me nervous.
0: Wayne. John Wayne, he Jack he from the field.
2: The Duke, yeah. Well, you know those young people can do all of that stuff. It, you know, we that would take us forever to figure it out.
0: Uh, yeah. You know, Jack went duck hunting on the river this morning. Is that right?
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: Jack is from Montgomery. He went to Trinity, where I went. To, you know, uh, he's, uh, he's your little protege. I so,
0: been
4: Jack,
2: there
1: before. <laughs> Jack, do they still speak my name with reverence around the athletic department down there?
4: Maybe the English department. But not that
1: <laughs> okay. right. well, you know, at least somebody remembered who I am, so Well so look, why don't we uh, blood on the biologic, anybody seeing anything?
3: Sound right. like the cringes, <laughs> isn't it? yeah. oh, okay. it, it's been it's been it's I think
2: been somebody might have killed a deer. I
3: don't, yes, I, I, I don't I, really our own, seen much this week. Our own Sam has been the that's yeah, assassin of the year so far in office. Sam, Sam got a beautiful 10.
0: ten point
2: uh, in the yeah, on Kings Point.
3: Yeah, a couple of kickers made it, maybe 12, 13 point, but beautiful deer. He's calling eight. it fourteen. Yeah, is he really? Yeah, yeah. I think one hundred fifty five inch. You know, that's, it's beautiful. That's deer, beautiful beautiful I, chocolate I
2: th- horns. I think it's on the G twos, but there's two little spikes sticking out the side of each G two. That's perfectly right, perfectly right. Yeah. placed. Yep. So this came out of the
1: uh, off an island on the Mississippi River. Well, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. How about that? I it's also there, a
2: really good squirrel hunting area. I've I've killed a bunch of red and black fox squirrels over there. Is that
1: right? Now yeah. So is this? Would this have the black gray squirrels over there?
2: That the, those
1: you hear people well, call out of the Delta? Um,
2: My understanding is that it is a subspecies of fox squirrel. Yeah, me too. Called the the Delta fox squirrel. Right. Okay. Exactly. We've and got them.
3: You know they're over here now. The black and reds. The, no, the black. Box squirrels. We've started getting them, and uh, Neil got, Neil shot one last year just to get it mounted. But there's, I just saw one, and then he said he was sitting over there on the stand and saw like three of them in the morning. So I knew he he killed one just to get it mounted. But they're seeing more and more there north of the duck ponds there in North okay. Bowman,
2: right. and I guess well,
3: they're spreading out from there. But that I've been in the delta uh, a couple times, and they were definitely they're really big. There definitely weren't great squirrels.
2: Yes, and the the litter can have either red. Or black or both. Wow. So like, they're like Labrador's.
3: Like British Labs. Yes. Look at there. How about that? Um,
2: the subspecies around here is normally like, it kind of looks like a gray fox in color, and then it, it can develop a white nose. So it's not
0: black, it's crash. No, it's
2: black. The Delta subspecies is jet black yep. or bright red. Yep. And, and there can be bird. brothers and sisters in the same.
3: Wow. Hmm. The only other thing when I was dating Diane. Uh, they lived in Columbia, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and they had solid white fox squirrels in their yard, in the backyard. I mean, like, there'd be six or eight of them. Mm, that's crazy. I bet and, that in was Columbia, intriguing. They were, oh, you? they were beautiful. I was like, how could I trap some of those and get them started? <laughs> they were beautiful.
2: Huh? Yeah, I think there's certain just it, random towns mm-hmm. uh, from here and up into the upper Midwest that has little populations of white squirrels. Yeah. Pretty cool. So, is it a recessive gene or something that's? I'm present? sure, but it's
3: not albino. It's a true white. It hmm. didn't have pink eyes, so.
1: Yeah. Well, look. Before we get on with George, Lanny, you had found something where a hunter was doing a press release, and it's kind of tongue in cheek, but it was pretty funny. I thought, and uh we may have to beep some words, but I, th- I think just
0: the last word.
1: But uh, but I thought our listeners might enjoy get, get might get a kick listening to that or not.
0: Yeah, or not. <laughs> Yeah, this is kind of a spoof, I guess is the best way to put it, uh, on a guy doing a press conference after his deer hunt. Deer hunters had press conferences.
3: All right, I'll skip
4: this over with. Jeff, how do you feel about the overall hunt today? Yeah, I mean, overall, I think it was a good day. I'll go ahead and address the elephant in the room. You know, we didn't fill the buck tag today. Um, I know everybody's going to say what they want to say, but we saw a lot of potential in some smaller bucks moving forward in the next year, two years that we're really happy with. So, overall, it was a good day in the blind. Jimmy, how does it feel knowing you had a shooter walk out and you weren't able to bring him home with you? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes through your mind when a shooter walks out. But I'll be honest with you, when I saw how big he was through the binoculars and could, you know, really get a good look at him, it does seem a little bit knowing that we couldn't take him. But we got a lot of faith in how hot these does are running right now. And we got a lot of faith in how hard these bucks are chasing right now in this area. So, you know, we're just looking forward to the rest of the season. Fred? How'd you have enough time to get a good look at him but not enough time to get a shot off? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had my dad with me. I, uh, I wanted him to shoot first this year. Um, he thinks he's too old to shoot without the shooting stand, and he didn't take the time to set up the shooting stand this morning. So, you know, we couldn't find him in the scope. And ultimately, it was the little details that ended up biting us in the butt, you know. But that's just how it goes sometimes. And, you know, like I said, we're just going to move forward. So knowing that he couldn't find him in the scope, how come you didn't take the Well, shot? Guys, is this, <laughs> <laughs> guys, this is what we're going to talk about. Is this is buck that got away. I mean, come on. I got a lot of buddies and hunters that I know of that went out today that have spent all kinds of time in the offseason setting up food plots, setting up trail cameras, getting really nice pictures of really nice bucks, And they went out and didn't see today. So, can we talk about something
1: else? It, okay. Yeah.
4: So, do you think you'll see that deer again? All right.
1: Come out. So, it sounds like a debriefing around our office when somebody comes back from a hunt. Nobody so, uses that kind of language, <laughs> like Bob. You know better. Well,
4: we,
3: we will beat that language for sure. So. Absolutely. Hey, this is Toxie Hayes with Mossy Oak. You know, hunting and fishing, gamekeeping, and taking care of the land with my family is my life. And I'll be honest with you, the one app that I'm on every day and use more than anything is on X. It literally has changed my life. From property ownership to roads, everything to do with understanding the land better. I even use it to plot acreages all the time. Every function I could dream of, use coupon code Mossy Oak to save 20% on your next OnX subscription. Trust me, you'll be so glad you did.
1: So why don't we just go ahead and dive on into it. I'm looking, to, if you would ready the horns, Jack, uh, we, we've got George Brown, who is, uh, that means you should uh, hit the horns. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. So we, we've got George Brown, he's a long-time
0: he, friend, He long-time is a, supporter Well, horns went for a long time, oh,
1: yeah. that, but he is a long-time friend. He's a retired highway uh, state trooper, mm-hmm. and he's probably stopped all of us. Numerous times through his, through <laughs> his illustrious <laughs> career, but but he, he was a highway patrolman for a long time, and now he's, I think you refer to it as an agricultural policeman, is that right?
5: Agricultural theft investigator.
1: Okay, yeah, I mean, we're going to so ask you John, some questions about that. All that corn you've that. been
3: stealing, he's, yep. he, he's yeah. hot on your trail. Oh, no,
1: no, look, I, you don't <laughs> want George on your trail, no, or horse, I don't.
3: Horse thieves, beware. Yeah, yes, that's right. right.
1: People stealing cows and Cow tractors. And yep.
3: all, all that. Timber? But, Timber's a crop. Timber can be stolen. I'll bet you he could tell you some stories. I know quite a few stories. Wow. On timber theft.
1: Yeah. Oh, well. Doesn't seem like it'd be that easy. Be, to be hard to pickpocket
3: that stuff, but they sure get it.
1: All right. So we're going to circle back around. I got a question to ask on that. But while we've got you here today, we want to talk about squirrel hunting. And a lot of people just kind of gloss over squirrel hunting, rabbit hunting, small game, and just go right for the big stuff these days. But it's so much fun. And someone like you, you're really into it. You've got all the gear. You were telling us earlier, you kill about 400 a year. So what is the attraction for you and squirrels?
5: I just started when I was young, and when I was young growing up, we didn't have a lot of deer back then. If you saw a track, you got pretty excited about it, but we had lots of squirrels, so I, when I got started squirrel hunting, it was kind of like I just couldn't get enough of it, and it's never changed. I still still enjoy it just like I did when I was a kid.
1: So the way you typically hunt now, is it exclusively with dogs, or do you still hunt? or how, what, What's your go-to method? I still hunt till
5: the leaves fall off. Once the leaves fall off, I start using a dog. But they're hard to find with the leaves on if a dog trees them. They, they normally hold up pretty tight, and they got so much leaves, you really can't find them. So I wait till the leaves fall off to use the dog. But when I was a kid, I had a neighbor across the road from me that was a dog hunter. He was an older man, and he came over one day and asked me to go, and it was like, wow, this is great. Mm-hmm. But looking back, he was using me because I was a little kid, and when the dog would tree, I would run as hard as I could to the tree. Of course, I didn't ever see him because I'd run right up to the tree and look straight up. And he was an older man. He'd be back from the tree and he'd say, "You see him?" I said, "No, sir." And he'd shoot him out. And over the years, I figured out
1: he was using me to turn the squirrel. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Check on the
0: other side, George. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: yeah. Now, so Hayden's sitting over here. On yes. cat Have you used? Have you taken Hayden to oh, where yeah. he's turned the squirrel for you? Or have y'all no, shown, you shown no, him that he, trick yet? No,
0: no, he's shooting the squirrels. I believe the one turning them. Okay. No, we do have a good time. It, you know. It, for me, like George, growing up, uh, deer weren't as, as abundant as they are now. So you got introduced to hunting through through small game hunting. Uh, and I think there's no better way to introduce kids than squirrel hunting. I mean, what you learn from, uh, I mean, you essentially learn to spot and stalk, uh, especially when the leaves are off the trees um, and get on them. So. So, Toxie, I can remember. Oh, don't
3: even get me started.
0: Well, well, hang on now. So, so yeah, don't don't get
1: him started because he doesn't have an off button when it comes <laughs> to this topic. But what we've got, uh I can remember back in about nineteen eighty-seven or eighty-eight, Mossy Oak catalog with a picture of you and Mr. Fox and the caption said after a morning of doing their favorite mm. hobby chasing squirrels. And I remember that when I was living in Montgomery at the time and I
0: and That'd be when, favorite hobby during squirrel. So season. that
3: triggered you being the big trophy hunter you well, are, right? That, so,
1: so, but what, when I moved over here I can remember one day I was doing something and somebody around Mr. Fox and they said that's his, that's his squirrel rifle. And I remember it being like a Weatherby Bolt action with a Zeiss scope on it for squirrels. And I thought this guy is serious, serious. about squirrel. <laughs> that's quite a rig. I yep. mean, am I remembering that right? He had a really fancy squirrel. He, he had
3: it. a couple of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. He had a, he had a Browning. He had a, he had a Kimber. He had a Weatherby. Um, so yeah, he. I mean, uh, I say this all the time. I haven't said it on this podcast, maybe I have, but it's just that um, back in those days, like George alluded to, so many kids. That was. <clears throat> That was the rite of passage mm. to into hunting. It was for me. The first thing, now we 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 um, we, you know, he took me on a dove hunt, and then, but I wasn't really hunting. I was picking his up, and you know, I may have there was one, you know, might have been one wounded on a fence post, and you know, need to finish him off and get him. You know, he's like, but I mean, my first I went hunting was squirrel hunting. There's just so much, and I'm so grateful for that being the rite of passage I had. It was two or three years before I, maybe two years before I even went deer hunting. And, you know, um, maybe three before I actually killed the first deer and maybe four before the first turkey because I was even, he would wait even longer to take me turkey hunting. But um, there's just so much, and he would take me with him for so many years that – that got ingrained, I think, the the whole thing, obviously, the whole thing about love of trees and growing trees, you know, came from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the love of, you know, wanting to be invisible, sneaking around in the woods and having something I wear make me, you know, part of the woods. I mean, it all came from spending that time. And I just, I hate that it's it's a dying art. I know there's still a lot of people that go, but uh, there's just, you know, so to me it's so much more interesting and fun when you're out there connected with uh, nature and so forth, uh, than just sitting in a stand or sitting in a house or, you know, it's, it's hard to beat, you know, one-on-one combat with a spring long beard. Right. But um, it's just so much fun. I haven't been hunting as much this year. has been the least amount of hunting I've ever done in a fall. Nothing. We killed a few ducks this week.
1: Yeah, mark that time code if you would. But can you hear that? There's something going on. Yeah, I don't know what
3: that is. I've
2: always assumed it was a phone or a Bluetooth or something. Mark
1: that time code there. So so you've got a lot of fond memories of squirrel hunting with Mr. Fox. Oh,
3: absolutely. But what I was getting to is there's just so much that you absorb and do in the woods. There's so many. Like every, Mm -hmm. every squirrel, every tree, every tree type, you know, things change. I mean, there's just so much to learn. And Especially the different tree types, even if you don't learn them all, there's just a foundation of learning as a kid. You know, there's a water oak, there's a willow oak, and there's a white oak. You know, there's different couple of different kind of hickories. Actually, we used to, we used to kill them out of cutting sweet gum balls, believe it or not. I mean, hmm. George probably seen that before too, depending on the hey, food squirrels. Yeah, <laughs> and even now, um, I notice, you know, where we've got corn planted for the wildlife or you know, in the duck holes or something like that, they'll be they'll be. You can ride your foiler down, there just be piling out of those cornfields. Yep. You know, they'll eat there too. Mm. So
1: they're opportunists. Yeah, but sure. it just
3: being in the woods and walking and being, you know, just it was just so That's what something is so, you know, this whole thing we do in the outdoors is at the end of the day, it's that connection with the earth that we were created from and all. And so something about squirrel hunting and covering the woods and learning the woods. <laughs> Is so connective with nature, like same thing as someone climbing a mountain or mm-hmm. you know canoeing or something like that. It's just really, really cool. And I, you know, it's it's hard to teach in today's world, but if, boy, if you could get them out there and get them away from their cell phones just a little bit,
2: yeah, and it, get them
3: interested, it's it's so much fun. It's
2: it's interesting to me that you know a lot of us work all week, and and a lot of people work means sitting in a chair, looking at a computer, oh, and talking gosh. on the phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then our our way to relax mm-hmm. is to go and sit somewhere else for the whole weekend.
0: Uh, in front of the TV. And,
2: no, I'm, <laughs> I'm talking about like in a deer stand.
0: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: But... Uh, I, it just, I, you know, I love deer hunting. It's it's well, it's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I often question that, you know. So I'm I'm sitting around all week on my phone, and then I'm going to go sit somewhere else. But right. Like you go squirrel hunting, you're going to yep. cover some yep. ground. You're going to burn some calories, get some exercise. You're going to see all these cool trees and plants and uh, different site types. And
3: I just I did that this year. One of my favorite hunts, short of you know springtime is go bow hunting, especially on a cool, high-pressure morning. And, you know, around here, sometimes you have a great morning hunt, sometimes they're a bust. But anyway, hunt, get in early enough where you're hunting, you know, breaking daylight in an hour or so after that, and then hop down and squirrel hunt the rest of the morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, quite a few times, I I can't ever remember killing, like, a nice buck and then squirrels, but I remember quite a few times killing, you know, a doe. With a bow and then a mess of squirrels after that. And that's a fun morning. Yeah, it yeah,
1: is. It is I bet morning. it is. So, George, if you were, uh, you know, the leaves are still on the tree. Let's pretend we're in that time of the year. You pull up at your hunting club. What, what are you, you you're can't. camoing up, but are you walking in the woods to a certain, is there something you're looking for to sit down and break day or, or, or something you're looking for?
5: I just I just walk and listen. I, I'll Walk just a few feet, ten or fifteen feet, and I stop by. a tre- I try to always stop by a tree to use it as a prop if I if I get a shot. But I just stand and listen, and and if I hear one cutting acorns or or chattering or whatever the sound is they make, I'll start walking that way real slow. And a lot of times, the one that you looking for, you won't find that one. You'll see that one, but when you get there, he's gone. But they'll you know there'll be another one. I've always been amazed at how many squirrels there really are in the woods. Mm -hmm. We walk by so many squirrels that we have no idea. Absolutely. Because I have walked through woods before after a certain squirrel, and then this one chatter. And when he chatters, it's like the whole world comes alive. (laughs) And I'm thinking, I've walked by, no telling how many, and I had no idea. And my dog treed one time. I was on top of a hill it was a big bluff, and I, I could see him, and when he treed, I saw the squirrel go up, and it's when the leaves were off. Every tree around had squirrels going up it, and it was just mind-boggling to me that there's that many there that we never know about. Mm-hmm. I like what Toxie said about connecting to the woods. A lot of times, if, even if you don't kill anything, Absolutely. you learn so much about your hunting territory that most people never know. And I've always—I'm not bragging—but I've always said I know my hunting club better than anybody else does because I, I've crossed, I've been on it on my feet all over it. And a lot of people—they ride to a four wheeler, they get in a stand, they get back down, they go back out. Sure. They have no idea what's all around them. And it's it, to me, even if I don't kill anything, it's just fascinating getting to
3: see so much. Mm-hmm. The opening day is normally coincides almost within a day or so, or exactly of the opening of both season. And George made a great point. It's a great way to scout. Mm. Cuz you know the first week, 10 days of bow season is probably your best chance of catching one not being nocturnal yet until maybe the rut. And sometimes really it's better than any time. And and he backed me up on saying this too. They're just Trees will start dropping, and when a tree first starts dropping pretty heavily, something about it that deer really, really hit it more than when it's already got a big pile of them on the ground. I don't know why that is, whether they're fresher or something instinctively has them go to another place, but you can find that hot tree if you cover the ground, and especially if you get one of these real succulent white oaks that are dropping early. You can. It's a great way to scout for both season around right here in the timber.
1: Mm, that makes a lot of sense. So can I put you on the spot and ask you about some of the vocalizations you're listening for and, and, and your opinion of what that means when you hear one doing wh- whatever you're about to tell us about?
5: It seems to me that when they're doing it, most of the time they're alerted to something. A lot of times I've, I've slipped up on them before when they're doing it. And I don't know why, but they're really hard to find when they're doing that. What are they doing now? Can you make
0: I'll, that with your mouth? Uh, okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something, like kind, something
0: like that. Yeah, do that again, Lane. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. It's a... Uh... <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that's a good one.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, and I have slipped
5: up on them before doing that, and I've seen them looking at a deer yeah. when I slipped oh, yeah. up on them. They was looking at a deer, and they were just doing that just yeah. over and over and over. And I could watch them through the scope,
0: and, they, you know, they didn't know I was there. Oh, bow season, you know, Todd, they'll get right beside you in a tree and look at you and do it. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, and sometimes late in the afternoon, right when that the sunset, yep. they they've yep. got like a whine. What, yep. What's going yeah. on yeah. there? at the end.
3: Uh, was I can't of, do it. It
1: kind of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are they doing when they do that? I
3: don't know. I just remember my daddy taught me all those things, and I remember when we heard that, he said... That one's gonna be hard to find. So <laughs> when they were doing that, they typically were laid flat up or out of yeah. sight or you know, yeah. weren't moving much. And uh, usually, when they're they're barking like that, their tail flickers yes, every time they bark, that. and you can pick them out it's yeah, a lot easier. Right. But, but they, that whining one, he was like, we we might as well just move on, find another one, son.
5: <laughs> so do you use it any calls at all? I don't. I've seen calls, and I've I've been curious about them, but to me, the all the calls are that alerted sound. Yeah. So to me, when yeah, I do right. that, I'm alerting him. Right. So I never I never tried it.
0: Mm-hmm. You well, know that that tail is a is a defense mechanism. So for avian predators. So if it was swooping in, he would swoop at the back of the tail, not wow. like the body not
3: know that. That's of cool. squirrels. That's, That's what he's cool. doing. How'd you learn is that, that why you I watch a lot of PBS and nature documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he's doing. I, I've noticed George Mays, the, the fox squirrels around here, they are so beautiful. Red, white-nosed fox squirrels. Um, they aren't, they don't seem to be quite as sharp as what the gray squirrel daddy called them, cat squirrels. You probably heard that too. And they are a lot more, uh, vocal and like susceptible to trying to call to them. I know that, and he had gone with a friend of his and I've tried it. Sometimes it works. I haven't had it work real well with, with the gray squirrels, cat squirrels, but the fox squirrels, he would get something that like a cut a piece of Palmetto, you know, if you're further south or something that sounded like a wing flapping. And then sound like a distressed squirrel and like some wing flapping. Okay. And, boy, just fox squirrels start fussing everywhere. I guess they're braver or something. They'll come down the tree looking for what's going on. What do you mean? Just kind of feisty. And it's squirrels are just sparking everywhere. Hmm. You've probably heard a hawk go after one and hear them all cut up. I saw a hawk
5: catch one yeah. one time. I
3: bet everybody was just raising insane
5: about it. And it was like the hawk come crashing through the treetops, and he hit the ground so hard I thought it killed him. Wow. Killed the hawk. Yeah, <laughs> and then when he he took off, he had the squirrel in his feet. Yeah. I thought, wow, and I don't know how it didn't kill him because it. I mean, it sounded like a barrel hit the the ground so wow. hard. Yeah, you, know, you think
0: they're killing them with their talons, but they're actually I they're actually crushing them. The impact. Yeah, that's what. PBS. That was, PBS. There numbers. we go. <laughs> I haven't seen
3: that. I've seen it once mm-hmm. from a distance, but I've seen them catching these old. Uh, wood rats around here all the time when bush hogging. Yeah. That's pretty interesting, cool to see. But <laughs> they know the, what a bush hog is. The thing That's about the gray sure. squirrels are so much, they get they get wild. You know how, you know, a place you hadn't hunted a lot, the turkeys aren't as wild, the deer aren't as wild. And if it hadn't been hunted for squirrels, they're not as wild. And it actually makes for a lot more fun squirrel hunt, you know. Mm-hmm. But they get educated quickly if you put pressure on them, like a lot of wild game. And just the gray squirrels get wild so much faster. Uh, like a hawk doing that. I've seen gray squirrels cut up everywhere, and then but you can't find one. <clears throat> They're gone. They're hiding, you know. But the fox squirrels will run up a tree and bark at you, you know. Mm-hmm. They just seem to be so much more susceptible to stuff like that. So... D- we
1: talk about fox squirrels, but we don't see those everywhere. They're, they, there, are they, lot, they're,
3: there are a lot of them around. Is a lot. there
1: a certain habitat type? Do they like to be around the edge <clears> of <throat> pastures or,
3: or something? I think more yeah. hill, hilly places. That I've always found them more than I didn't see them in like where I grew up hunting the Alabama River bottoms. We never saw. Them. In fact, it was a rarity. If they did, they was out in some of the upper upland, you know, piney woods, so to speak. They called and around here, I see more. But we have so much closer. Bottomland and upland meeting, but I, I don't see them nearly as much. Um,
1: so, if you do a squirrel hunt, you're just as liable to kill a couple of fox squirrels as you. Depending
3: do. on where I go, like the, the, I went this year on the place we got on the Knoxville River down there's all gray squirrels, I never saw a fox squirrel. But if I hunt you around the cabin somewhere, uh, just about anywhere, but especially up in the edge or out of the drainage, we'll see. Like around the cabin, you'll see more as much or more fox squirrels as you will.
2: But they're probably fox more squirrels. your pets, aren't they?
3: Or, oh, right. we'd never hunt around the cabin. No, no, no.
2: But uh, So there's there's 10 subspecies of fox squirrel oh, wow. in, in the States. And so they've got different habits. But uh, from what I can tell, most of them prefer what I think of as like old school kind of quail habitat. Mm-hmm. So you've got... Uh, patches of trees. You have that random really big wolf tree. Uh, think about th- uh, a golf course almost. Mm-hmm. You know, they like the random big trees. Um, of course, that delta fox squirrel, you find it in the thick woods. right? But uh, the majority of the fox squirrel subspecies like that more open type of terrain
3: they must not be as productive either because the population of them doesn't seem to expand as rapidly as the gray squirrels do
2: well i think it's because we have changed the habitat it could be um
3: if they need uh, them
2: they i was reading up on them they uh, they nest twice a year just like gray squirrels do and Hmm. you know breed in the winter and again in the in the spring and uh, a, a healthy adult squirrel, whether it be a gray fox or red fox, is going to try to have two litters a year. Wow! But uh, so the gray squirrel, they're just—they're not as picky. They can handle all kinds of different sites. In fact, they're invasive in Europe right now because
3: they somehow got. They could be more. I've always said, and just—I mean, not even squirrel. Just go sit in a boat stand much time. They're the best athlete in the animal kingdom. Oh, right? yeah. oh, yeah. It's Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, being a what I was getting at, especially the gray squirrels. Mm-hmm. How many so t- They could be better at evading the hawks and stuff. You know, they're so quick. They're yeah. so quick. I mean, a hawk is... Four feet from getting them, they can be gone. Oh,
1: know? and they're, they're fun. I mean, oh, my I If you watch,
3: you'll end up laughing at them. Laney, I know you do. Oh, going out of the end of the uh, limb. Or fall out yeah, of a tree and then the look tree. around like,
1: did
2: anybody see that? They're, yeah, they're brave.
3: I've seen them, them go and miss stuff and fall to the ground so many times. Oh, yeah. I mean. You we wonder why uh, I don't kill them. I know. Well, sometimes I've actually, one was, you know. I've seen it do it, but you're right. Sometimes they lay there stunned and jump back up, and sometimes they just run right off. Yeah,
2: Yeah. last last year I was squirrel hunting uh, on the school forest, and I was kind of hugged up behind a tree. I could hear some squirrels, you know, making noises, and I was getting ready. I never saw one, and all of a sudden I heard this big old thud like two feet away from me. And the squirrel fell out of a tree and almost landed on me. Mm-hmm. Wow! And I was like, you know, buddy, you get a pass. I'm gonna let you just keep <laughs> you need, running off. He walked
0: that
1: off. <laughs> <laughs> so George, I want to. You brought your rifle, and it's a really neat looking setup. But you, I noticed you've got. I don't know if the correct if it's a silencer or a suppressor.
5: I think they're the same.
1: Is, is that right? So okay, yep. so you're shooting a silenced 22 rifle. Can you sit down and just if if there were enough squirrels in the tree, could you kill your limit without spooking them all with that rifle?
5: Sometimes. Sometimes it works like a charm, and sometimes it's no different than, than anything else. You know, if you shoot, it seems like if you miss, it's like it's it's over. But what I like about it is I've shot so many, I can tell where I hit the squirrel by the sound. Wow. If I hit him in the body, it makes a big whoop. And oh. I try to shoot him in the head, and if you shoot him in the head, it Correct. makes a clicking sound.
1: Right. Kind of tick. And you know you got him.
3: Tell what else you can hear. You can hear... How much more careful we need to be about all our weapons? Because you can hear ricochet. Mm, yeah, yeah. You can hear all of that. You miss, and
5: if you do that, if you ricochet, it's over. It's like he knows it. Then I mean, he'll
1: he'll he'll take off. So how quiet is that thing? It's quiet, it's
3: quiet. I would say mine's equal to or less than a air gun. I mean, you if I'm if you had your back turned to me, you. You almost miss it. It's so, with the bolt action. It's so with the so subsonic ammo. Yes, yes for it, sure. Yes, fly. It That's goes the magic. The i was just just—they've got a special on suppressors over here now, and people are buying. And I was like telling everybody that gets into that, get the 22 1st first. You're going to be disappointed if you have little knowledge about suppressors. If you buy one for a big deer rifle and shoot a subsonic round and expect it to perform, because it's not. I mean, you're taking 2,300, 2,400 feet a second or what, maybe more, dropping it to 1,100 or less, big drop off. But a, a a fast 22 is what, 1,400 feet a second, 1,300? You're dropping that to 11. It's not much difference, and the performance is you'll be so tickled with. I mean, they shoot hard. Where mm-hmm. I've seen it
5: works the best is slipping around in the first of the year. Yes. I slip up on hogs a lot and I have killed three or four at one time because it's like they don't know what's happening. I've shoot one in the ear, and he'll fall, and another one looks at him like, what's wrong?
3: If, 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 until one, if, you, if one squeals, yeah. it's all over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, they don't know
1: what it is. Oh, boy, I bet that is fine. It is.
3: The, so, tra- the trappers that actually drop the traps and have to come up on a bunch of them and do it at night, if you remember, y'all remember talking about too, they do that. And they try to use the twenty-two and they shoot them right in the temple, and it you just freezes them up. You know, I and mean, they say everything's fine, and they, they they're just taking the hogs out, and hogs are still just rooting around, eating like nothing's happening. But if the first one squeals, it's chaos.
5: Mm-hmm. I killed three this year, big hogs. I could hear them out in the cutover, and they were coming toward me, and I got propped up on the tree. Ooh. And as they come through, I mean, they were like from here to the wall, and I shot the first one in the ear and he fell off into the ditch, and the next one just kept coming. I shot him in the ear. He fell off in the ditch. I shot him. <laughs> but by the third one, the fourth one,
3: he's thinking something's happening. Yeah. So- Why don't keep falling in the ditch? They're so smart. That's, that's another benefit from – Score hunting, you run into hogs, too, a lot. Or or you may jump a rabbit. Raccoon, see a raccoon up in the fork of a tree.
2: I just remember, you know, when I was younger, when there weren't a whole lot of deer around uh, where I lived, my dad and I would peel out on a Saturday morning, and uh, he'd carry a 20-gauge, and I'd carry a 22, or, or vice versa, and... We'd shoot doves, rabbits. We might, we might yeah. jump a covey of quail, right. shoot squirrels. Small so, game and uh, it's fun times. you know, the, if the dog jumped a deer, he'd get a spanking because he wasn't allowed to chase deer. Yep.
3: But <laughs> Yeah, kicking those brush tops. Same exact thing we'd do. Hunt in the fall, we'd hunt. But it was in the timber, it didn't have all of that. But we'd squirrel hunt and hogs and deer season was open and a fall turkey season. So one of my great, you know, Killing sprays one morning was a limiter squirrels, four hogs, uh, eight point, and a long beard. Yeah, all in in the same morning.
2: (laughs) My second turkey was in the Delta. It was a fall hunt, but that's Mm -hmm. what we did was we squirrel hunted until we jumped a flock of turkeys and scattered them. And we scattered them, and then we backed up. Uh, My dad had had an old Savage uh, over and under that had a 22 on the top and a 20 gauge on the bottom. Mm And that was his fall turkey slash squirrel gun. Didn't
0: they call that a handy rifle?
3: No, that's I don't know, but there's been a
2: lot of them made. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, yeah.
3: The double barrel with the rifle—that's what I grew up hunting with, mm-hmm. Daddy's a drilling. Drill. Oh, those yeah. are cool. Yeah, that's yeah. a really and nice it was, rifle. It, he didn't have a twenty-two, but he had a .30-30 with. And you know, now I bought one from one of your buddies one time through Bob Dixon, and I've still got one. I haven't hunted with it, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. But that was a fun, like, go to the woods. We, You know, you might jump a few wood ducks because there's not a lot of ducks down there, but a lot of those flooded bottoms. You'd slip over a ridge and, you know, just go hunting. Sure. Like right. to go right? hunting.
2: Sure. And and get some release, you yes. know, before you have to go to work. And, and all of that we mentioned. Around.
3: Every bit of that we mentioned, including the hogs if you take care of it, are a great table fare. All of it.
1: So I'm intrigued with the bolt action with a, with a silencer on it. Oh, yeah. And the the idea of being head-to-toe in Mossy Oak and slipping in there at dark and leaning against a big oak tree with that, I just imagine you were like,
2: you're poisonous in there.
1: It's just got to be impressive.
3: You, you need to try it.
2: It's it, a lot of fun. You're right.
3: It is a lot of fun. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Especially if it's a, like a single shot or a bolt action, because you don't get the noise. Like if you were shooting a semi auto, you have the noise of the bolt flying back Slap. and forth. And, and it and releases
3: a little noise out of that section exactly. too. Exactly. The bolt action is so much quieter. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, um, and they're really easy to get. I'm, I assume, uh, you've done some trigger work on that gun as well.
3: Yeah, um, well, sure I mean, a lot that. of squirrels yeah.
2: have been killed. Yeah.
3: You know, more than me, but it just seems I bought a couple that in recent years, there's I hate to call brands, we got so many buddies and so many partners in, in the firearms part, but um, there's so many more good triggers. You couldn't get a good trigger on a 22, just about, unless you bought some super hand, you know, custom made something. It seems like today. They're building better, better triggers for the twenty twos than they used to because I bought two, and three in the last four years and for me or the kids. Or something, and they really, really had good triggers. And it made a huge difference.
1: Yeah, I think they are. They are. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: You know, it used to be it seemed like the, the twenty two was kind of a, I guess you could say cheaper, secondary right. type yeah. gun. And everybody wanted a premium deer rifle, but they didn't really care about a twenty two. And I've always thought that should be in reverse because on a deer – his vitals are as big as a basketball, easy to hit. But a squirrel, if he's hiding a, or flattened on a limb, you have very little to shoot at. Yeah, so you, you may he, be aiming
2: yeah. at something the size of a quarter. It, you kind of, like, you, you might be
1: offending Lanny over here talking about they're easy to hit because I have seen Lanny in action with a high-powered rifle. I mean, that deer right there behind you, Lanny, is a prime example of. Well, that's this is no
3: place for y'all to this go is, back and forth. Is, again. I, mean, I
1: just don't want George to offend Lanny. That's we put a
3: wall, there. divide a wall between y'all's offices to separate y'all. It's like there's the kids on the playground; you have to separate all the time. He
0: knows who brings home the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, oh, I mean,
3: good. so you can
2: have this nice precision. It might take
0: a couple of shots. If I go, <laughs> we're coming home.
2: <laughs> I I just think it's fascinating how many different. Genres of squirrel hunters there are. Oh, You know, so you've got this precision rifle. You're slipping around in the woods, hiding behind a tree, you know, walking 30 yards and stopping. You've also got the guy uh, – I had a uh, – one of my dad's buddies growing up always carried a shotgun, mm-hmm. and when he saw a squirrel, he'd take off running at it and shoot it yeah. with a shotgun. Boom. We used and to then he'd go – Two hundred yards down and, and do the same thing again. He'd sit there, see a squirrel, he'd take off running at it and shoot it. Shaking vines. Shaking yeah. vines, yeah. exactly. Um, and there's so many different ways to, to go about it. I kind of prefer the, the slipping. I love it. Because it's, it's oh, a little it's, less impact on so your you know, fun. especially if you're hunting private and you I, want to keep it I quiet. I don't know
3: whatever. of a squirrel hunter with a dog that isn't totally addicted to it though, mm-hmm. which is the mere opposite of this. And of course, George loves it all. I don't have a squirrel dog. I've been a few times. Karsy's uh, dad used to have mm-hmm. one. We had the best time. We'd go at noon or one yeah. o'clock. You know, he we wasn't waking up at daylight to go. And we have a ball. Yeah. And so let's talk about that yeah, a little bit. A, tell, tell us a, about a, your dog. Rare and... thing, but I don't know anybody that has a squirrel dog that didn't just love. That's their favorite thing to do.
1: Now, tell us about your dogs and 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 the, and a typical hunt with them.
5: I've got mountain curves, and I uh, normally take one or two. I've got a tracking system I put on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tracking system is expensive, but to me, it's, it's money well spent because when the dog leaves, you know exactly where he's at. You know how far he is. It'll even beat when he trees. If he gets on a deer, mine or I call it tone broke. My tone, yeah, I can tone him. If I tone him, he knows something's wrong, and he knows to come back to me. Wow. So I don't even have to shock him. I just beep him. And I tell my daughter, I said I'm sending him a text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, you know, you're a dog person, too. It's just anything, if you're a dog person, anything with a dog just yes. makes it better. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yes. it's like it does. it's some more of that connection. You know, you got that connection with that dog. We're working together, and he <laughs> wants to please me. He's not really doing it so much that he – he wants to treat the squirrel. He knows I want him to treat the squirrel, so he wants to make me happy.
1: Yeah. And it's just, it just makes it a lot more fun. So is he picking up a scent and trailing that squirrel to the tree, or is he seeing that squirrel? It could be either one. Sometimes they
5: will actually, it's called winding. They will actually wind him in the tree. He hadn't even been down the ground
1: yet. Mm. But now, will they watch him and uh, what do they call it? Jumping timber with Yeah. So will, he, will they, your dogs watch and yeah. make sure that's. Yeah. Yeah. They'll follow him to the. To the next tree. Do you have to? Do you have to train them for that, or is that yeah. something they just pick up? on Well, they end?
5: just kind of pick. They're they're bred for it, just like your labs are
1: bred to retrieve. They're bred
5: to be tree dogs, and and they're bred not so much to fool with deer. They if they run a deer, they won't
1: run it very far, and over time, they'll get where they won't run it at all. So over time, if you hunt a property, do the squirrels kind of figure out when they hear those dog that? Well, okay, here yes. we got
5: the game's on, and it's everybody... like Toxie said, if you've got woods that's never been hunted. They don't. They're not so spooky. They'll just kind of lay up. I always say that the, the woods I hunt, they know when that dog barks, bad things are coming. <laughs> you better get to a hole. Yeah. So
1: you love a chance to go to someplace that somebody hadn't been to. Oh, scoring. no doubt. Mm, it's yeah. great. Fresh. Yeah. You typically have to wait till after deer season to get access to places. <clears throat> Most of those you do.
5: Like on my club, I can hunt it, but I have to try to pick around and not. If somebody's deer hunting, I won't go in there. I'll, I'll go to another place, or sometimes I'll turn around and went back home.
0: Um, Is there, um I guess, obedience training with the dog, and that's it? Or I mean, you just had to drag a squirrel through the yard, and just get them accustomed to it. Well,
5: when they're young, like right now, you know, when they're say up to four or five months old, I teach them to, you know, come, sit, load up in the in the box. I, I teach them about the tone. I, I teach them about a gun. Mm-hmm. Teach them all those things. Then I start taking them to the woods, and I'll trap coons and squirrels, and I'll let them. I'll hang the cage up and let them tree on them. Then I'll let them go and. I got a funny story out going toward Harmon. Mr. Fox, they had had that land out there, and they Mm -hmm. had cut the pines, and the pines were real small. And I didn't know that coons and possums were bad. And I asked Mr. Fox one day, I said, would it be all right if I took my dog out there and turned squirrels loose because the trees are so small he can see them when they timber? He said, that's fine, that's fine. Well, I turned loose a possum out there one day, and mm-hmm. I told I told Mr. Fox, I said, "I figured that out." <laughs> I said, Mr. Fox, I said, I relocated. I wouldn't even shoot the stuff. I'd just let them tree it, and then I'd bring them back. And I told him, I said, I relocated a possum the other day, and he said, "You did what?"
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I figured out possums and coons were bad. Don't hey, do this. Don't bring if, it a a turkey turkey egg. Egg. if it eats a turkey yeah. egg, is a- do Pope, what? <laughs> well, I didn't know that at the time. You know, I thought I was being a, a naturist, you know, turning those animals. You know, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Hey, yeah, that's possible for like to Looking in the post office and seeing those pictures up there. That's right. The gamekeeper post office, Those yeah, possums and coons <laughs> are up there pretty high with coats and cormorants and a few more.
1: So listening to you talk, uh, the, the, I we would, we certainly understand uh, how much fun it is to hunt with your dog. I'm guessing you kind of lean that direction. If you had to pick one or two, you'd probably enjoy going with your dog. I don't
5: know. I like both of them pretty well. Most dog hunters just like dog hunting, but I like both. It's just like Toxie said, that that connection with nature just looking into trees mm-hmm. just seeing different creeks it just it's just all good
3: yeah i can imagine that you would go make if you're gonna go make you know pack a lunch and make a day of it you might start out with the rifle and then as got later sometimes the best squirrel hunting though is for me you can hunt all morning and you and like George said there's squ- you know there's squirrels everywhere I go back to a spot I was bow hunting and I know I saw 10 different squirrels from the tree I was in and you can't find a squirrel and then boom the world just opens up and it's I don't know if it's the activity index or what but on high pressure mornings when it's cold about when it thaws just a little bit say 9 or 10 is there's so many squirrels and typically by now the leaves are about gone, but there's a lot of mass still on the ground and they'll come down the trail. It's so much easier to kill and hunt when they get on the ground like that on those days. You could almost just sleep in, be honest with you, and have as good a hunt as if you got out there at daylight. But I can hear, I can see George doing the rifle hunt and then middle of the day pulling the dogs out.
1: So George, you were telling us you, you kill on average about four hundred squirrels a year, and you skin and somebody eats every one of them. Yes. You said, yes. So do you, do you like to eat squirrels? I love them. How do you? What's your preferred method? My wife
5: usually boils them and then she'll fry them, and that's my favorite. But she's been baking them lately, and she likes them the best. She puts them in the oven and she cooks them for like two or three hours with onions and stuff like that on them, and they're good. They're really tender, but if you don't boil them or cook them for a long time, they're usually pretty tough. you debone them, or is he cooking them on the bone? No, I cook them on the
1: bone. Mm-hmm. So I, well, I hear so many different recipes. It talks to you. Uh,
3: similar to the last one. I, did, I, don't, I We've got to get, honestly, for the world, we need to get my mom to talk about it. Yeah, she please. Cooks them. I've never taken anybody to eat or squirrel that they didn't say. That's the best wild game I've ever had in my life. People no. that have eaten every kind of duck venison on the planet, everything and if you eat that and it it was always my favorite
1: too oh wow but she does similar to get it. that it's kind mm-hmm, of
3: smothered yeah. and, and honestly with the grits uh, you can pick everything off the bone that you don't eat and boneless and, and mix it up with the gravy and the grits and it is the best next day leftover warm up Food I've ever mm. had. Oh, so it's so incredible.
1: Is this, is this squirrel and dumplings you're talking about? No, it's right?
3: no dumplings with hers. Yeah, okay, no, it's, no it's c- like a braise. braise But it would be it, some. I'm sure yeah. you could do the same thing with the dumplings. So
1: do either of y'all the gravy eat The gravy is amazing.
3: No. It's just incredible. But
1: I'm not crazy. Am I? Hear people talk about no that's an old school thing. I mean, they're
3: I mean, what's my that? Squirrel brains. brains. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We I, I didn't really like them myself, but they I know scramble them. Yeah, can kick them and scrambled eggs. I think it yeah, eggs and squirrel brains. Yeah, I'm not going
5: there. No. When I was a kid, my aunt wanted me to, she would buy me 22 bullets to kill her squirrels, and I would take them to her, and she started fussing at me. I said, what's wrong? And she said, quit shooting them in the head yep. because mm-hmm. you're messing the brains Is up. That, and that right? was the first I had ever heard that. Yep, But I just it's something about that. I, I can't get past the thought of it. I can't either. So, I think about Indiana Jones every time I think about it. <laughs> so
1: today, where do you try to shoot your squirrels?
5: I try to shoot them in the head when I can.
1: Didn't you tell me something? You had a funny story about that?
5: Mr. Fox loves to squirrel hunt, too. And every time we'd bump in, we'd always talk about it. And we were talking about our guns one day and everything. And I said, I love it, Mr. Fox. I said, I try to shoot them in the head. He said, I try to shoot them in the all-overs.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and I said, some days I shoot them in the all-overs, too. Well, Mike, we grew up in the club down there that he was in and everybody squirrel hunting i mean everybody turkey Donald, they didn't all deer hunt mm-hmm. but everybody turkey hunting and everybody squirrel hunt. and they would be big big groups in in squirrel season but they'd always have uh, you know they they bet and it's like 50 cents 50 cents a squirrel a dollar in the head mm-hmm. they, they gave you double points if you did
0: i can just that sounds like a Cool there place. was a
3: rider event years ago where they did it with
0: muzzleloaders and small caliber muzzleloaders in the, the
3: same time. My greatest, someone asked me when uh, Sidney Wells was here and her dad, as you know, is probably the most adept bow hunter in history other than some Native American way back a long time ago. And it's like, what's, you know, what's the biggest deer with a bow? And I said, you know, 160-something probably. But the coolest thing ever that it's not like what her dad does. But I did kill a doe. Carson was with me and I got out. It. it was one of those mornings like I'm talking about and squirrels are everywhere. And I killed a lemon of squirrels with my bow the same morning. Wow. Shoot. Wow. Carcy is my right witness. There. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> sure did. And on. I was having to shoot them like on the ground or off the side of a tree. But there were just so many squirrels. It wasn't that hard, honestly. Were you shooting field points or judo I'm points? I'm not shooting a, a, a satellite titan, one hundred round But wow. I mean I didn't have a Six arrow, so right. I had to be very careful about. I forgot about recover. those satellite
0: titans.
1: Yep. <laughs> so, George, before we kind of wrap this up on squirrels, I wanted to—is there any kind of tip that you could give our listeners if they decided, hey, I'm gonna go back and go squirrel hunting? Is there a, a certain uh, 22 style bullet that performs better for the squirrels that you've learned? Is there any tip you could give us? I've
5: always said I'm a 22 nut. Every 22 likes a certain kind of bullet. And then I've seen people buy a gun and they'll say, well, it it shoots this three inches at at 25 yards. It must not be any good. But I've seen guns shoot three inches and then change ammo and shoot a quarter inch. Mm -hmm. So what I do, I've got several and I... I try everything I can find, and when I find what it likes, I buy that
3: for that gun. That's really smart. I remember mm-hmm. that. But, you know, it's similar to what we do with turkey loads. Sure. Like yeah. sense. Rifles, yeah. too. Do you feel like that the the subsonic rounds might be a little more consistent because they're not pushing it quite so fast? I think so. Yeah. I kind of had the feeling when I, I bought a new one and loved the trigger and everything about it, and but, you know, just inciting them in and shooting them, um, they just seemed like 25 yards, all the bullet holes were on top of each other or, or touching really close. I mean, mm-hmm. it seemed like they were, you know, and usually, with, especially with an automatic, it'll spray them out pretty good. You know. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So, George, one of the things I wanted to also ask you about, with you being an agricultural investigator, a lot of these hunting camps everywhere, guys have four-wheelers, and, and a lot of hunting stuff is valuable. Are, are is there anything that you could point out to people, the that, that ways that they should behave to try to protect their stuff a little bit? Or are you seeing things getting stolen like we suspect they are?
5: Oh, yes. That's big time, like when the hunting season's going on, like at the end of hunting season when people leave their four-wheelers and their tractors at the hunting camp, they'll get stolen then. It's, it's no trick to it. Just do the things that you know to do, common sense things. Don't leave it sitting out on a highway for everybody to see. Lock your gates. Put up game cameras. And we've had people say, well, I put up a game camera, and they stole my camera. And I say, put up a dummy camera, and then put up a camera somewhere else watching that camera. That's right. So it's, it's the things you know to do, but people just, they get lax, and they don't yeah. do it.
3: Take the keys. I mean, they can still steal it, but it's a lot harder.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't want to make it as difficult as you can, you know.
3: And, and turn the fuel off.
0: it's a little old trick. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. It'll get everybody. <laughs> so it's happening a lot. I mean, Oh, the-
5: it does. Timber a lot. What Toxie said is, uh, when I took this job, I didn't know that people stole trees, mm-hmm. but it's it's a big big thing.
2: Yeah, there's a big business for you know being an expert witness for trees that get stolen.
0: And some now-
5: of it is they just cross over the line. Yeah. That's most of it. it. But now we've had some in South Mississippi, like absentee landowners, where they've come in cut two and three hundred acres.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. And what happened in the hunting yeah.
5: club, Earl? <laughs> yeah. And when they come home, they'll be from, say, out of state. and they So they're not home. When they come home, you know, six months later, the timber's gone. Then we have to try to track it down, which makes it really hard.
3: Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad. I mean, I haven't heard of it lately, but, say, 20 years ago, I heard about them um, before the advent of uh, metal drivers in golf. For everything was persimmon, and if I remember right, I maybe maybe I'm way off, but my memory, which is failing, tells me it was like three thousand dollars per thousand feet for, for, for per simmon, golf shafts for persimmons. Yes, and I don't know if they're, they're probably there's still a nice high price tree if you haven't have enough, but uh, pretty sure back old Billy Joe Dye was the forester for the sites, as he said, people were pirating persimmon trees off places and they would actually. Go in there at night and then have something to drive. Try a little old, like a little old four tractor, like mm-hmm. Clay's or something like that, here, and drag them back out. People wouldn't even know they'd gotten them till, you know, later they on. They were gone. Now, I haven't heard about that lately, but it may still, I don't know. It'd have to be a high price, maybe a black walnut or something mm-hmm. that was just right. But most mm-hmm. of the time, we've had a couple times or twice where someone cut the adjacent property and just even clears the bale and we had to survey it. One time we had a freshly flagged property line and our neighbor next to this alerted us and we went in there and sure enough, he'd got already cut like five acres, but he was steady headed to the biggest salt timber we owned and just going to get it all. And the guys, Oh, you know, I, 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 wasn't sure about that. I mean, it was clear as a bell. I wasn't sure about the property line. So I've been, had a little escrow account of money in case I kind of got off on y'all by mistake. And,
4: he made an offer, and then he was
3: trying to, you know, make it not be a big controversy, he and I agree with him. So we just took what he offered, and they didn't touch any more of it. But it showed me how easy it would be, and I bought places when we surveyed them, and then before we ever owned it, someone would cut. They start out, you know, heading north, and then it just, you know, five degrees, and a mile mm-hmm. later, you're yeah. a couple a hundred yards off there. the property line. Mm-hmm. And so now you can see the survey, and it's just a clear cut that grew back up that we inherited because someone didn't stay on the property. That's probably real common.
1: Wow. It is. Well, George, you've been. We've really enjoyed having you. Uh, if, if, is there anything else that you wanted to make sure you mentioned or said or something we didn't cover?
5: I'll tell you a trick. An older guy I used to hunt with a man named Mister Bale. He lived out on Forty Seven. All he did was dog hunt. He was eighty something years old, and he could see squirrels, and he could walk like he was twenty, and he loved it. That's all he did, you know. And he used Walmart bags inside his game bag so when he killed a squirrel he would take his walmart bag out and put it in that to keep from getting blood all in his bag yep. and i've been doing that ever since and it's really good you know if you don't your your bag gets full of blood and it stinks and everything like that but that's a good tip to me i've i've got a lot of people doing it now where i go everybody's pulling their walmart bags up hey, and everybody's
0: them. got plenty of walmart bags that's right <laughs>
5: um <laughs>
2: yeah how many how often do you kill a squirrel that has those, those bot
0: fly larvae? Wolves. wolves. I was going to ask about
5: wolves. Yep. I hadn't killed one in years. Yeah, we used to I've see them all the I've heard about years,
0: but I've never seen, I we, don't think I've seen one.
5: I grew weird. up in Saltella, and usually at the beginning of the year, I would kill squirrels that had them. I don't know if it's because I'm in the bottoms now, but I hadn't seen a f- that in years. Cartridge's
3: daddy always
5: used to say, wait till the frost,
3: right. and you won't have them anymore. That's not I right, know, we that's never true started one. hunting squirrels till um, the frost He brought that up. up. I haven't seen one in a long time. And I'm we used somewhere. to see them all the time.
2: Yep, and we're, I'd I'd like to make a suggestion to all the state DNRs uh, that are listening. Uh, let's do a, a spring squirrel season. Yep, uh, we're yep. not running out of squirrels anytime soon. Well, no. Mississippi has yeah, we one. It does. Yeah. It's, it's a great May. opportunity yep. Yep. for uh, us to get our kids out there. Yes. and, a and, and hunt here. more. Yeah, well, there's a May. there's a May. June, there's one in May. June, May, two, May two weeks. May, I think it's yeah. May fifteenth through the thirty,
3: thirty thirty first. There and they're I think they have it in Alabama now too. They're they're more. We didn't for a long time, and I was wondering how fun that would be. I think Missouri had one for a long time and all, but they I think Dudley a fair amount have. Yep. The Ones that don't need to are missing the boat because that is a great time because if, if squirrel season and deer season's in, it's going to be hard to get kids into that. And I understand, you know, I love it too, but if there's nothing else going on. Be a great time to introduce sure. kids mm-hmm. and let the states take the specific initiatives on some of the public land and stuff to have squirrel hunts for them. That's a great idea.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, George, we appreciate you being here. I'd love for you to stay with us. Uh, I, I got. Did you get your uh, uh, your sling that we've we all we try to our guest get some kind of these young people call it merch. I'm not, (laughs) you know, swag. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, it's a levy sling. I think you'll really like it there, George. And we appreciate you being here. Dudley always answers a question that somebody's emailed in. If you would stay with us and we we always learn something here. So Dudley, what you got for us? Okay.
2: So I got an email from somebody named Connie. She didn't specifically ask to be On the podcast, so I'm I'm going to withhold her last name, but I thought it was a great question Um, uh, because we we're big fans of these tree tubes, aka tree protectors, sleeves, whatever. But uh, she says, "Good afternoon." Uh, I've asked for a notification when you will have eastern red cedars available. So for people that don't know, you can put your email in a slot, and when a uh, when a particular tree comes into stock you'll get an email. And we're hoping to have a bunch of Eastern red cedars available next season. She says, however, I'm wondering if the tree protectors are used for Eastern red cedars, given their broad growth habit. Um, thanks, Connie. That's a, question. that's a
3: knowledgeable lady question. right there. Right,
2: so um, Connie, uh, with just about any kind of conifer, whether it be a pine tree or a cedar, um, I wish I could put a tree tube around them to keep deer from rubbing them, but uh, they need to be able to spread out uh, from the time they're young. Uh, and so we generally don't use a tree tube on a cedar or another conifer. Um, I do know some people will cut them in half mm-hmm. just to keep rabbits and things from chewing on them in the winter time, And that way it can grow up and exit the tube a lot sooner than later. Um, and that works pretty well. Uh, you can always cage them and, uh, you know, a lot of our customers will buy them to block a view. So, uh, usually that's like on a roadside and you're not having to worry as much about deer rubbing them and things like that. So that's my answer. Great either, question. either cut the sleeves in half or, or don't use them at all, or, or just put, uh, a, wire you, cage or put a cage around them. Uh, works the same with pine trees. Uh, any kind of slow-growing tree that you want to spread out. Right. So, and it, it's funny, you know, some of our customers love planting eastern red cedars. Some areas, they've kind of gotten invasive because we, we've oh, yeah. quit burning. Yep. Uh, in the they Midwest, don't, they, they don't like fire. They're, they've become problematic. Uh, even though they're a native, They're it's like they're an invasive and they're taking over the landscape because uh, we've gotten too scared to use fire. They're a
3: great screen tree.
2: But excellent screen tree. And they're actually, animals.
3: I think, Bend areas. Oh, if, yeah. You know, you could, yep. it, Thermal they're, cover. I think they're, they're a lot better if you could buy them and, and architect what you want instead of wait for nature to do it till you could really, right. um, you know.
2: I think it was Mick Hellickson that did the study. It's It's been years, but they were comparing uh, woodlots like in Illinois, uh, where you'll see a drainage that's just full of hardwoods, and then the hilltops is usually ag or something. But the woodlots that were surrounded by cedar trees, they were doing flyovers in the, in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And uh, the woodlots that were surrounded by cedars had a lot more deer usage Let's Let's in see. the woodlots than the ones that were not. Because of thermal cover. Yeah. 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 Now, <laughs> one other,
3: one other it ta- it'll take a while for one to get there, but when you're scouting for a place to hunt during the rut, there's nothing better than a great big cedar tree because it's going to hold all its cover. Mm-hmm. so a couple of my favorite oh, christmas uh, like hang a lock on yeah, it or absolutely yep. or even a tall ladder or something so my i think in about three or four places this christmas season we always go to Shimola and spend the whole week and i go i probably heart and the rut's in so but i hunt more then than i will the rest of the year just about it's just my favorite time but all of my just about all of my favorite places are maybe a. A field-looking pine that's got some more growth or, or old old A couple of places, cedar trees that are literally maybe 30 inches or bigger. Automatic uh,
0: cover stand, too. Yeah, yeah it is. I guess.
3: <laughs> a good one. They're certainly yes. comfortable, and you can hit a lot better.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, we've covered a lot. You know, I'm, I'm just fascinated with Bobby, you with want this one of those r- rifles. R- You've yeah. been staring at it since George I, walked in. I love the idea of leaning against a tree with that. Uh, and, uh, well, luckily for you, our good buddies at Gary's
3: have a, <laughs> yeah. have a hand you, cell going you, on. If you started and got a suppressed <clears throat> bolt action, a really good trigger, 22, I guarantee you, you would get addicted to it. Mm,
2: I think I probably would. Yeah, and can, That
3: that suppressor that, is, is a game changer on 22s. So no doubt.
2: It. And I, I'll say it, this, on a deer rifle. Oh, yeah. I, I shot a doe with my .30-06 on Sunday and felt like I was – shooting it with a twenty two. it's no kick. It's not loud. Uh, the the other deer in the field kept feeding. Wow.
1: So That's, as a gamekeeper, that, sh- that, that oh, yeah. really
2: intrigues me. And yeah. I didn't have to put earplugs in.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Was this public <clears throat> land
2: uh, Dudley? No. It was, this was oh, at the well, farm. Okay, well. Here we go. I can't. I just can't seem to kill
3: anything on public.
1: George, we've we've enjoyed having you, and and please. uh, Yeah,
3: we we need to get more because I want to talk to him after the we're done here. I think we could have gotten extracted a lot more wisdom about squirrels because he's seen it all.
2: I want to talk about
1: squirrel
3: recipes. Yeah, So small game recipes. Actually,
1: promise us that you'll you'll talk to your mother. I am going to see
3: about if there's a possibility. We can get an interview on that. Cause she's it's, legendary. Yeah, she's really good. Yep. So, so we that but be, I talked about in front of George. We're we'll have going to have him over
1: here too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, guys. Well, look, when this podcast airs, it's uh, it's just a few days from Christmas, so oh, we man. want to listen to. Air, w- yes. Wish everybody a very merry Christmas. Oh man, and uh, of course a happy new year. We'll probably it take is. a break for a couple of weeks on the podcast, but we'll yeah, get there back will be no
0: two thirty in for the next
1: couple. Of no, weeks. I'm not wanting to do them either. Uh, <laughs> so don't don't worry about that. But guys, look, y'all, please uh, check out our television show on Tuesday nights. Uh, listen to the rest of the podcast we have. Y'all have a great Christmas and a happy new year. We'll be right back here and uh, we're, we're we're excited about what 2022 can bring. Oh, yeah.
3: We're just everything. Always. We're so blessed to be here and have each other and live this life and, you know, kind of share it, you know, just like we communicate with people about what we love and uh, hopefully, we always pray that we can be, more than anything else, to be a good example, you know, how we do and uh, how we can point people towards things. And yeah. so, uh, shining light this, That's right. this podcast and you know I always say Thanksgiving is you know should be all year long but it's definitely the, the whole entire season should be a Thanksgiving season mm-hmm. especially at Christmas
1: yeah it should George I'm thankful you never gave me a ticket in all those years you were control me, <laughs> me too me too alright
0: well say goodbye Dudley goodbye Dudley get us out of here Jack